Thank you for listening to this sermon from Goodwill Church, located in New York's Hudson Valley. Goodwill Church is on a mission to be a hub of revival in the Northeast and beyond. For more information about our church, please visit goodwillchurch.org. Now, here's the sermon. All right, so today and next Sunday, we're going to do a series called Be a Bookend Believer. So today's text comes from Genesis 1. And I'm not going to read the entire book of Genesis 1, but if you have your Bibles with you, let's open up to Genesis 1. And let me ask you to rise if you're able to for the reading of God's Word. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day. And the darkness he called night. And there was evening. And there was morning the first day. Pray with me. Father in heaven, we thank you for these words. Lord, we look to you for help, for hope, for peace. As we draw our attention to your word this morning, would you speak to us? In your name we pray. Amen. Well, please be seated. So if you watch the news, you can't escape the news of the war that's happening right now in Israel. But even before the war in Israel, there was a war that's still been going on in the Ukraine. And there's also the war that ceased uh, in 1953 in even North and South Korea. Technically, they're still at war. And so there's no peace in this world, and it's a crazy, crazy world that we live in. And there are war going on outside of our country, but even within us, we're always struggling and there's tension within our own soul as well. And so during times like this, God offers himself to be our hope, our refuge, our strength, and our peace. But oftentimes we forget that. And we look to other things We look to man-made creation to soothe our souls, which never does. And so today's sermon series, Be a Book and Believer, is really talking about the Bible. And Genesis 1 is the beginning, and then it ends with Revelation 22, which we'll look at next week. But the Bible as a whole is a story about God. And whether it's a story, whether it's a movie, whether it's a song, there's always a beginning, and there's a middle, and there's an end. Whether it's Act 1, 2, and 3, or chapters 1, 2, and 3, beginning, middle, and end. And um, I used to lead worship. And when I was first learning how to play guitar and lead worship, 
I remember somebody telling me, well, you got to finish, you got you to gotta begin right, and even if you mess up the middle, if you end really well, then no one's going to remember the, the mistakes that you've made. But if you blow it in the beginning, or you had a strong start and a good middle, but your landing was horrible, then they're going to remember that song, right? Even preaching, right? You could preach a good sermon, but then at the end, if you mess it up, they're going to all remember, oh, yeah, that was a horrible sermon, <laughs> right? So the beginning and the end are important. But a lot of times in life, we only focus on the middle. And when we read the Bible, we maybe many times, I don't know about you, but a lot of times we don't really think about the beginning, we don't really think about the end, and we just look at the middle. And when you're in the middle and there's total chaos, it's helpful if we know how it started and if we know how it's going to end. And that's pretty much the idea behind this sermon series. So if you look at the Bible, I said earlier that the Bible is, is really not about us, it's about God, right? So you may have heard that the Bible is an instruction manual for life, you know? So if you treat the Bible that way, then it's really about you, and it's not about God. But the Bible is really about God, the Almighty God. And if you look at Act 1, if you look at the beginning, it starts with the creation account. It starts with the words, in the beginning, God. And then, how does it end? Well, in Revelation 22, it ends with, Amen, come Lord Jesus. And so what happens in the middle? Well, the middle is all about how the perfect creation got corrupt. Sin entered. And then there was a big problem. And so can this problem be fixed? Well, the middle part is God's solution to the problem. He sends his son. So there is, uh, he sends his son, our Lord Jesus Christ, to save us and to renew us and to redeem us. And at the end, he rebuilds. And it ends with the city. And so today we're going to look at Act 1. And I encourage you to remember when you're going through a tough time to look at Act 1. Look at Genesis 1. So Genesis 1 starts with, in the beginning God. Right? So when you look at in the beginning God, that's the beginning of time. That's the beginning of creation for us. And so... Sometimes, I don't know if you ever thought of this, but like, what was there before the beginning? If you look at John 1, 1 and 2, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. So in the beginning, there was God, right? 
And God was there, and the word is Jesus Christ, when we, the one I just read from John chapter 1. And also in Genesis 1, it also says, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. So in the beginning, there was God. So in the beginning, there was the Father, there was the Son, and there was the Holy Spirit. So in the beginning, there was God. And just by the mere fact that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit was there, that meant that there was community between the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Community wasn't something that was created. Love was there. When we see John chapter 17, the priestly prayer of Jesus Christ, he says, and now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. Right? So there, there is glory there, and there is love, and there is community there between the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit before the world existed. So before God created, there was God, but also there was community, and there was love. Love is something that God did not create. Love is an attribute of God. It was there even before the beginning. And it says here, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. So in the beginning, there is total chaos, and there was darkness. So before God created, there are the three things that was there before the beginning. God was there, and love, community was there, and there was complete chaos. So out of this complete chaos, God creates. And we're going to see through Genesis 1 that our God is a God of order. There's purpose behind how he created and so Genesis 1-1 starts by saying God created the heavens and the earth. That's one way to say, that's another way to say God created everything. He created the heavens and he created the earth. And when you create something, there is purpose behind creation. Right? So if you were to make a pen, there is a purpose behind making a pen. And what is the purpose of a pen? It is to write, right? So if you make this beautiful pen out of 24 karat gold, it's beautiful to hold, it's perfectly balanced, but when you write it, nothing comes out, is that a good pen or a bad pen? It's a bad pen, right? It doesn't matter how much time and effort and money went into this creating this pen, if it doesn't serve its purpose, it is not good. But if it serves its purpose, it is good. And we're going to see in Genesis 1 that after God created something, he said that it was good. It was good. It was good. It's repeated over and over again. And everything that God has created was good. So what does that mean? When God creates something and it was good, 
that means it was serving its purpose, right? So just keep that in mind as we look at these verses. So I think this is a good point for us to ask ourselves, so why did God create us? What's the purpose of us? Well, in Revelation 4.11, it says, Worthy are you, O Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. To receive glory and honor, God created us. To give glory and honor, God created us. The Lord hath made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil, right? So God created all things for himself. So we were created for God. And so when we are living that out, if we're in, if we're in his presence, if we are glorifying God and we are enjoying him forever, then we are fulfilling our purpose. And that is good. And yet, is that what we're striving for? Is that what we're living for? What keeps you up at night? A lot of times, we are, we are not satisfied with our own lives because we had forgotten why God had created us. And we're focusing on all the wrong things. We're focusing on wanting a new job. We're focusing on needing more money. We're focusing on needing more stuff, a bigger house. We're focusing on making sure that our kids are taken care of and they're going to the right schools or they have the right jobs. Those are the kind of things that we're focusing on. And if that's all what we're focusing on, and if that is above why God had created us, then... We're never going to be satisfied here on earth. We're worried about how others will think. Those are all the wrong reasons. We need to remember, we need to go back and remember why did God create us. And it's for us to glorify him and it's us, for us to worship him. So let's make that our priority, amen? That's what needs to be the priority. And so after, it says God created heaven and the earth. It says, now, you know, we all know that God created in six days, right? So we're going to go through the six days very briefly. But in the first day, what does God do? God creates light, and he calls it day, and he calls it darkness night. So day and night. So the first three days, he creates realms, so to speak. So day one is the light and darkness. Day and night, he names them. And he said that the light was good. So after he created something, it was good. So light being light was serving its purpose, and it was good. And that was day one. Notice who is the subject here. I'll just highlight every time you see God, you're going to see an orange. It will be an orange. So God said, God saw, God separated, God called. So, so God is the subject. 
The whole point of Genesis is God. Genesis 1 is God. So God created the light. God created day and night, and it was good. And then the second day, God said, let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters and let it separate the waters from the waters. God made the expanse and separated the waters. And there were under the expanse from the waters. So there's a lot of water that were above the expanse. And it was so, and God called the expanse heaven. So he creates heaven, right? He creates the sky. And then that's the second day. So that's the second realm. He separates the sky from the water. So the sky and the sea were separated, and that's day two. So day one is day and night. Right? Are you guys following? Day two, sky, heaven, and sea. And then day three is land. He creates dry land. Once again, we see here all the God, 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 and God saw that it was good. So everything so far God has created is good. So those are the three realms that he creates in day one, two, and three. It is night and day, day two, heaven, sky, and the sea, and then dry land, vegetation, and that was the third day. And it was good. And days four, five, and six, God creates rulers of the realm. So what's interesting is, he creates night and day first. And then he creates the sun, moon, and stars on day four. I always thought that the sun was a source of light. That the sun was a source of day. But that's not the created order. So after creating these three realms, he creates now three rulers over the realm. So on the fourth day, he created the sun, moon, and stars to oversee, to rule the light, the day, and night. What's interesting here is if you read through the Genesis account, God does not use the name sun, and God does not use the name moon. He says a light to govern. He's very intentional. He intentionally does not use the name sun and moon. And why is that? Because there were people who were worshiping the sun, and there were people who were worshiping the moon and the stars, and so he doesn't even want to mention their names. Because God is the one who has created all things. But he created the sun and the moon and the stars, and he said it was good. Now on the fifth day, he creates rulers over the sky and the sea. And that's what we see here. So the fish and the birds of the air he created. And those were to rule over the realm of the heaven and the sea. And he said, that was good. And that's the fifth day. And then the sixth day, God creates livestock, animals, to roam the earth, 
and he said that it was good. And then, here's something that's interesting. It says, then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. So up to this point, God just created, and it was good. So he basically created everything but us, and he said that it was good. But now, when it comes to creating us, mankind, he says, let us make them in our image And let them have dominion, let them rule over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heaven, over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So the last thing God creates is us, mankind, and we are to rule over all things that God has created. And so he created man in his own image, in the image of God, and he created him male and female, and he created them. And then he blessed them, and he said to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the, lore, of, over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So God repeats himself, but he, he created mankind to oversee, to have dominion over everything that was created. And he continues, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of the earth and every tree with the seed and its fruit. You shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the heavens, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was good. It was very good. And that's the sixth day. So that's what God has done, right? So that's a six-day creation account. And I know a lot of theologians like to debate, well, is a day, 24-hour day, and we're not here to talk about that. But Genesis 1 is really, it's really about God. It's really about God creating. So if, if you saw the orange gods that I highlighted in the text, and 31... I think it's 31 or 32 times he's mentioned. God is mentioned. So God is the subject. God created. God said it was good. God created. God said it was good. God created. God said it was good. And in an orderly fashion, we saw that he created the three realms first, and then he created the creatures to rule over those realms. And the last that he created were us, mankind have dominion over everything. And then on the seventh day, God rested, right? And that's the whole creation account. So what can we learn from this? Well, what we can learn from is that God is a God of order, and there is a hierarchy of how he created things. And so God is first, and then after that, it is us. 
And then after that, it's all created things. So when we don't put God above us, then we're not going to be able to enjoy and, and be good, as God would say, and to fill the purpose that he has created us. And if we don't got, put God first, that means we're putting ourselves first. And when you put yourself first, well, we know what happens, right? Genesis 3 happens. And that's how sin entered. And so even now, as, you live, as you're living out your life, I want to challenge you. Where is God? Is God first in your life? Is Jesus Christ your Lord? And when he's your Lord, that means we are not. When he's your Lord, that means we are his servant. And when Jesus Christ, if God is above us and we live for God, then everything else will fall into place. And we're going to enjoy him and we're going to glorify him. And that's the only way we can do it. This is not something that you could just will yourself. Well, okay, I'll just glorify God. I don't know how many times if you've, when you've come to church, you worship God and you, know, you, you, you get caught up in the moment and you, you feel like, okay, God, I'll do anything for you. And then the minute you leave the church, you forget about everything that you said at church. And then life has a way of just sucking you in and, and you're, just, you're living in mad chaos again. You're living your life represents what happened before God created. Total chaos. You can't sleep at night. We're, we're anxious. We're always worried. Nothing is happening. That's because we're going back to before God created. We go back to before God created when we lose focus. And so today... Our call is to, let's go back and look at Act 1. Let's go back and be reminded of why God created us. Who is God? He's the one who created. Who are we? We are his creation. And how are we supposed to live? God first, but have dominion over everything else. Don't look to the sun God and the moon God for help. Don't look at man-made creation to satisfy your soul. And when God is first, then, like I said, it doesn't really matter what happens here on earth. It doesn't matter what other people think of you. Some of us have this image thing. We're all worried about what others may think of me. It won't matter if God is first whether you get that promotion or not. It doesn't matter if God is first whether you get A's, B's, C's, D's, or F's in school. Don't use that against your parents, kids. <laughs> Pastor said, doesn't matter. But when God is first, it doesn't matter if you just lost your job. 
or that you had to give everything up to follow God. If God is first, it doesn't really happen what happened. It doesn't really matter what happens to us. And when we look at the, the created order, that's really what the message is here. That we need to put God first. Let's get rid of the idols of our hearts. And many times that idol of our heart is you, yourself. And let's focus on him and him alone. Amen? The other thing to remember is that all of creation was good. There's goodness in all things. Sometimes, as believers, we're taught that, oh, those things are bad, stay away from it. I remember when I was growing up, there was a movement that wanted us to not listen to rock music because it was evil, it was from the devil. You know, so they lumped up all music. Anything that had drums and guitar, just evil. Did anybody grow up during that era? No? <laughs> yeah, right? And so I remember when drums and, and guitars entered into the church, there was just, the, the elders and the leaders didn't know what to do about that, you know? And there were some churches, uh, even as 10 years ago, elders came in one day and they removed all the drums from the church. Because right? the drum is an instrument of the devil. Right? No, it's not. What God created was good. Music is good. But because of sin, people took something that was good and made it bad. But that doesn't mean the drums are bad, and that doesn't mean the guitar is bad. Right? All of creation was good. So we are to enjoy what God had created as well. So let's not just lump everything as it's bad. Right? If you're a Christian, you shouldn't A, B, and C. That's not true. But what's important is, is God first in your life. Who's first in your life? Let's not look at creation to save us, because it won't. The only one who could save us is God himself. So, so let's look at the... I did something. All right. How would I do now? All right. All right. So let, let's look at the who, what, when, why, and how in Act 1. All right. The when is in the beginning. The who is God. So God did what? He created the heavens and the earth. He created everything, and it was good. How did he create, create it? Through his word. He spoke. And why did he create everything? It's for himself. Why did he create you? For himself. Why did he create us for himself? And when we live our lives that way, everything is good in his eyes. Amen? So, God created 
the heavens and the earth, and it was good. So one of the key themes for this sermon series is this, that the, the creator matters more than his creation. The who matters more than the what. So let's draw our attention to God. And let's get to know God. Let's get to know Him. And when we get to know Him, then we will enjoy His creation forever. Let's not get that backwards. Let's not look at creation to save us. Let's not look at creation for hope. Let's not look at creation for peace. But let's look to the creator. Who created all things for our hope, for our refuge, and for our peace. And we're able to do this because Jesus Christ, he gave up everything. He gave up his community. He gave up love, perfect love that was there even before creation. He gave all that up. And he came here on earth and he lived a life that we couldn't live. He died the death that we deserve. And so through his death and resurrection, we can look to our creator and we can look forward to what's to come in this world filled with chaos and madness. So do you know Jesus Christ? If you want peace in times of trouble, if you want hope that really matters, then may you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And through Jesus, may you know our Creator. And let us enjoy His creation. Amen? So at this time, let us come to the table. And the table is celebrating a meal. It's something that Jesus instituted. And so we have the privilege here at Beacon to do this every Sunday. And when we participate in communion, we are actually remembering the saving death of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are remembering how we're able to enjoy and glorify God. So, every one of you should have received a communicate. If you don't have one, just raise your hand and an usher will bring it to you. Does everybody have one of these? So the communion is open for all believers, all who believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. If Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, then you may participate with us in this communion. If your children are with you and they have not gone through confirmation class, then 
we look to the parents and we leave it up to the parents whether they participate in communion or not. The only requirement is that they know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So with that in mind, let me pray for our elements and then we'll partake in communion together. Pray with me if you would. Father in heaven, we thank you. Thank you that you are our hope. Thank you that you created all things. And we thank you for your love for us. Father, many times we had forgotten to put you first. And we put ourselves, our lives, as our priority. And instead of looking to you for hope and peace and love and joy, we, we, we look to other things. And we placed all those before you, above you. So we ask for your forgiveness right now as we come to your table. Jesus Christ, we thank you for obeying your Father. We thank you for humbling yourself. You came here on earth. You walked here on earth. And you lived a perfect life. life and you died the death that we deserve. So that through your death, you took our sin and you faced God's wrath and you've placed your righteousness upon all of us who call you Lord and Savior so we thank you for that and as you have instructed us through your word we come to the table this morning to proclaim your saving death O oh God And may we partake in this meal in remembrance of you. Lord, I ask that you set apart the bread and the cup for a holy purpose. We pray that the bread would be to our faith, your body broken. And we pray that the, the cup would be to our faith, your blood shed for the forgiveness of sins. We do this in remembrance of you. In your name we pray. Thank you again for listening to today's sermon. For more resources and information about Goodwill Church, visit goodwillchurch.org. God bless.